This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. This is Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for picking this podcast. Oh my gosh, there is over 2.3 million podcasts that have been started. And yet, here we are again. Or maybe it's your first time. Either way, thanks for being part of this community. We have a lot of fun here on this show that originally was called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And now I call it Making Waves at Sea Level because we focus on how can people shake things up to grow their business. And today we are going to talk about digital marketing strategies. And our guest is from Chase Nectar Digital Solutions. Please welcome Zora Chase. Hey, Zora, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thank you. Great to be here. For those of you who don't know Zora, Zora works with small and medium-sized companies that are high growth or startups to help guide them on their entire digital strategy so that they can have a path where they are going to have growth and they're going to succeed and at the same time, not be overwhelmed. Now, here's the interesting thing about Zora Chase. She is the first guest I have ever had on this podcast, which is now well over 700 interviews. She's the first guest that I went to kindergarten with. Yes, that is true. I met Zora in 1971 in Miss O'Brien's kindergarten class at Hugo Reed Elementary School in Arcadia, California. And we went all the way through high school together and we've kept in touch. And she runs this digital strategy business, this digital solutions business. And I love what she does. So we crossed paths on social media the other day. I'm like, why have I never interviewed you? Your brilliance would be perfect for the listeners of this show. So that's why she's here. So Zora, it's probably the first time you've ever been on a podcast with someone you went to kindergarten with. This is true. And it's definitely the first time I've been on a podcast with someone that I sat shoulder to shoulder with on uh, Apache News in high school. We were the two anchors for the high school. That's right. How about that? That's right. So, you know, for at our age, not a lot of high schools had closed circuit television newscasts. But Zora and I went to high school across the street from Santa Anita Racetrack, the great race place, the horse racing uh, legendary track. And in the 1970s, when they upgraded a color studio for all of their filming They gave the entire black and white studio, the cameras, all the editing stuff, all the TVs to the high school across the street, probably a big tax deduction by donating them to the high school. And our high school started a television news program. And, you know, five or six seniors were chosen to be the anchors of that of that show. And our senior year, that's what we did. We told everybody about the sports and the drama and all the activities that were taking place around campus. Uh, So maybe we were predestined to be podcast hosts because Zora has her own show as well. I don't know if it could ever get as riveting as Arcadia High School events, but here we are. That's right, because somebody I'm sure I'm sure we reported deeply on the carnation sale to raise money for the prom. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. So, oh, my oh God. gosh. I'd that, love to see a tape of that now. <laughs> I would love to see that now. So, absolutely. Here's to you, Tom. So, well, you know, and they did They did come back to us for our 30-year high school reunion and ask oh, us. Yeah. They had the whole crew. There were six of That's us, actually, right. to be the uh, MCs of the event. And so we turned the uh, we turned our 30-year reunion into a live broadcast of the Apache News. But we were a lot older at this point, I think. I know, and we had to have a, a serious script at that point, too. We were grown-ups by then. We needed a script. Absolutely. Especially well, after the cocktails at the, at the uh, <laughs> reunion. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure everybody loves hearing us go down memory lane from uh, our days in Southern California, although you're still in Southern California, but in our days growing up there. But the reason I brought Zora here is she's got a great company, and her background was she worked in radio, and she helped people do their ad plans and things like that. So, Zora, give us a little bit of a background of your career history and what led you to where you are now. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, like directly out of college, uh, I started working in the radio industry. And, uh, and there I, uh, I did love music. So I, it was as close to music as I could get with my talents being <laughs> on the marketing and sales side of things. But, and, and I, and I laughed because I just kept getting younger. I was with the classic rock station. I, I did the Howard Stern thing for a little while. I did, I sold the Lakers and then I went and worked for K-Rock, Ooh. the uh, alternative rock station Legendary. for a number of years. K- and then I K- kept Rock, getting K- younger. Rock, everybody in the country knows KK yeah. Rock was one of the most legendary stations out there. Legendary stations out there. Um, yeah, they're the morning show. Kevin and Bean ended up, you know, being on the air for years. And I sent them on their first gig. Everybody wanted uh, Richard Blade, the 80s icon. <laughs> and I had to tell my client they were stuck with Kevin and Bean. They ended up being <laughs> huge, way bigger than Richard Blade ever got. But anyway, um, did the radio thing. And then um, in the last few years, as the as the pie kept shrinking in terms of radio media, radio expenditure, it just felt like everything was moving towards digital. And we were fortunate enough to have digital assets that we could um, use with our clients. Um, we, we did have a network. We did have email marketing. We did have social media. But it was not to the extent where a, a, a good brand would actually want to use a radio outlet to do digital marketing. <laughs> so um, I had an opportunity to join a startup in the in the digital space, and um, I took a leap because I figured it was the future. <laughs> and that was in 2018. It had been the future, you know, 20 years ago. But <laughs> anyway, I finally got on the on the bandwagon and um, and haven't looked back. I started, you know, working with a tech product that planned against um, that was a digital planner with uh, TV pre-roll social. And, um, and now I run my own agency and I really enjoy that. I don't think I could ever, you know, go back to where I was because uh, the thrill of working alongside a client that is creating and innovating and trying new things and helping them achieve their goals is very rewarding. And I get to see it firsthand here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So your company is called Chasing Nectar Digital Solutions. And I love that because your last name is Chase. I love it when people play with the name a little bit like that. That's good. Yeah, I figured, I figured, yeah, the nectar could be, you know, what we're all going after. And is that, that is the fruitful life of an entrepreneur, of a business owner, a business leader. 
And um, so we that's the sweet spot, right? Like where business is humming along. <laughs> I have all these really funny acronyms. I, I'm building a new website and I'm I'm like laughing at myself as I'm writing these little funny things. But but yeah, no, it's it's that sweet spot where you you get your marketing into play to a certain extent where. Oh my, that smile on your face where business is coming in, where you have predictable revenue, um, where we've built out a strategy. So you have that, we call it that future peace of mind, you know, where your next dollar is going to come from. And um, it's really fun. I, I like, I have mature businesses. I have a very mature business. My client did a video testimonial for me without an ask last week. She just sent it to me. And um, she noted her business was up 66% in Q1. And that is in a mature mature business. Her business is 15 years old. And we started a new program with her and it's been very fruitful. And then um, I also helped her launch a new company. So that one, she came to me and said, I'm going to give this a year and then that's it. And the next thing you know, we are getting business for her. And it's really fun and exciting. Like the nothing beats that, you know, where you believe in something and you make it happen. Sure. So digital is such a a, a broad term. What type of work do you do for a mature company or a startup? What type of work do you do for them to help get them having that predictable revenue? So where, where are the assets that you're putting out there for them? Yeah, well, good question. Uh, so many of them, it's really important to have, we do, we start with a website build if it's a startup, for example. Um, so we want people to, people go to a website. 99% of people go to a website the first time are not going to p- buy, purchase, or even convert on any level. They are just going to check you out. And one way to turn people off is to have a poorly, you know, um, experience, poor experience on your website. So um, one of the first things we would do on a startup is build a website and build it intuitively where the target consumer is going to find what they need in the first three seconds they land. Um, yeah. I heard someone say like, it should be as easy to understand what you do as just imagine Homer Simpson drunk and lands on your website. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. No, I can figure it out. So, well, exactly. I, I love this idea of starting with the website. Cause it is true for most businesses. Mm. When people hear about you, that's where they're going to go to check. And they're looking for that legitimacy. They're looking for the, the social proof. They're looking for the products and services that you offer. Mm-hmm. And I've spent the last 13 years working most of my income as a professional speaker and trainer at corporate events and association mm-hmm. events. And mm-hmm. a speaker's website, and this is true for any industry, is so important. And one of the things that a lot of people fail at in my industry is mm-hmm. two things. They don't have contact information easily findable on the website. And like, this is one of the biggest pushbacks we hear from, from people who consult in our industry is People are coming to your website because they want to either email or call you and people put up all kinds of layers like fill out this form. You have a questionnaire first. It's like, no, people people want to get the speaker on the phone. The second thing is they can't find your video. As a speaker, your social proof is video of you speaking on stage. We call it a speaker reel. And so many people don't put their speaker reel right on the front page of their website. And so I'm sure for different industries, there are different nuances of what you need to put there. But the average person doesn't just naturally know what goes on their website. That's why they need an expert like you, right? Right. And you know, it's funny. I went to your website yesterday and I was 
I was impressed. You had your value prop right front and center. So that's, that's a huge thing. And your, your video is your value prop, but you also had, I forget what, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what it said, but it did describe what you did in a nutshell. And that is exactly what a lot of clients that I run into don't have. Um, you know, I had someone on the phone today and we had to rework what her brand is because her website doesn't explain it, right. you know, so that is really, really important. And then um, and then once you know what you want to do as a business, if it's a B2B play, you need to capture people with um with lead magnets on your website and offer a white paper or a downloadable. And if you are um, a, a different kind of a business, a D2C, any sort of consumer type of company, then we need to learn about your products and services and we need to, we need to know how, how to purchase it and, and be incentivized to do so. So yeah, it depends on where you're at, but the website is super important. And then it just depends on what kind of business you are, you know, on a B2B, we will do email marketing strategy. We will do, we leave LinkedIn strategy, um, different things in that, in that side. And then on a beta, um, a B2C type of business. <laughs> many, Where am too I? Too many letters, yeah. I don't even ask too, yeah. Business to consumer business. Um, you know, we're, we're doing uh, digital ads. We're doing Facebook, social media, um, digital ads that get placed across the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any number of ways. Uh, good SEO is important. It's important to be found on an organic search. 95% of people that go and search a business will click on an organic instead of a paid ad. ad. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's really important that your website is up to speed. So how obviously as a professional speaker, the video is the number one thing, but for a lot of businesses, video has really become important in this digital world. How important is having videos and what is some of that strategy for your clients? Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, it, the, um, the, in terms of the data, video performs probably two to three X better than a static ad. So we always encourage video. And even if it is a static ad, I'll turn it into a GIF or something like that to get it moving. Um, People are attracted to that. Um, And also your video should be a good visual. They say like thumb stopping because people are just, people who are on social media are on there to just get entertained. Right. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. Give me the next, give me the next, give me the next. So like if you're a speaker and you want to be on video, you just have to make sure that you what you know your visual image is enough for someone to stop because they might not have their audio on at that time. Um, so perhaps a scrolling, you know, message across the bottom or you know, there's gotta be ways, but I do think video is really important, um, especially for uh especially for, for social media ads. And then, then, and then connected TV is huge too. Digital television. I just read today is going to outweigh linear TV in about a year or so. So, so we just said goodbye to cable and we're going all streaming services and people are like, but what about watching CNN? It's like YouTube TV. I got it all. It's, it's all coming in that way. So, you know, the world of TV is drastically changing as well. I know it's not, I've been doing you. I did. I, I left it in 2018. I cut the cord as they say. Right. Um, 
but it's not as easy to scroll through like a cable. It, it, it takes a minute to load and then I have to find my spectrum TV, um, <laughs> but I can watch it on any, any device. Right. I can right. go in and watch it on my phone if I'm out, not in the home and, you know, and, and it's, you can watch your CNN anywhere. Right. And I've got Google fiber at home. So it's like my stuff. There's no, there's no delay. Mm-hmm. Stuff just flies in through Google fiber. So, okay. Well, maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> Google fiber. It. So, for a startup or even a more established company, why is it so important to have a digital expert like yourself kind of in your back pocket? Why? I mean, don't, I mean, all, a lot of this stuff people know, people know Facebook, they know Instagram. Can't they figure it out themselves? Why do they need someone to help them with their digital marketing? Well, those companies are not really looking after you the way they should. Um, Facebook and Google will take your money all day long. Whether or not your ad is performing, that is not an issue and that is not their problem. And trust me, they have taken a lot of my money because I've tried to wing it myself. So yes, that is true. Yes, and it's great that they have these DIY platforms, but there's never a person that you can speak to. Um, I just took, I just uh, canceled a client's um, paid, he was paying for Google ads for two years without knowing it. They were getting zero results and he was paying a thousand dollars a month. Uh, Yeah. And he didn't even know like it was running and, and this Google ad rep called him and I said, why is she calling you on this account? What account number is that? He looked it up and he's like, they've been charging me and zero results. So just a lot of mishaps can happen if a professional isn't looking out for you. Um, you know, we can get into the weeds with it. We can find zip codes. We can put prism, you know, uh, geography, little fences, prism fences around locations and, and do location targeting. We can do very in-depth um uh, targeting that you probably would not be able to discover on your own. Mm-hmm. And if you're also going to run um, display ads across the internet, like uh, you, there's so much targeting that there's so many third party data that you can tap into. Sure. And digital really should be, you should be able to capture who these people are one way or the other so that you can continue to market to them. And so many people right. are just what I call spraying and praying They're just, you know, they're promoting a Facebook page and they don't know who saw it. They don't care. They're just hoping maybe someone saw it and will follow up. They're not really doing the different things. They're not using pixels to be able to follow people then around the internet and things like that. So that's why people like you are are so fantastic. What's been some of the highlights for you since you started your own agency? What have been some of the parts where you wake up and go, God, I love what I do because I helped in this way? It's really nice to have clients that appreciate what you do. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. So it has to be about that every single day. Um, uh, You know, like I have a business that is just signed on with us. They're opening up um, a new med spa location and it's going to be, um, it's going to take them to a whole new level financially. It's going to be the first of many that is going to, to launch and just doing something and, and being on this. I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so starting my own company was one thing, but now I get to do it every day with people. So it's that to me is really fun. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people out there making 
who are trying to do it on their own. I mean, we talked a little bit about some of those, but but what are mm. the what are the, what are the biggest things where someone like me who just stumbles through it on my own, mm-hmm. where you go, dummy? Yeah. Well, you know, one thing we do is I do a strategy for every client. So we put whatever tactics we're going to use, we create a benchmark for that um, that will go against the business plan, the business goal. So. A lot of people don't start out like that, like, you know, where you have a quarterly plan and you're saying, okay, I'm going to do this much in paid ads and it's going to go against this goal. I'm going to do this much in email marketing. And this is what I anticipate to get over this. And then, so what we do is we put together a strategy. It's time bound, it's measurable. And then at the end of the quarter, we do a quarterly performance review and uh, you know, we grade ourselves and then we say, okay, this strategy worked better than this one. (laughs) This one didn't work. Let's uh, optimize where, where things are going well and um, you know, change tech. But if you're not doing that and most people are not doing that on their own, it's time consuming. My, my clients are the busiest people on the planet. I mean, who has time for marketing? I don't. Right. Well, it's time consuming. And if you're just throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall, looking what's sticking and then not reviewing it, that's really not a strategy. So the way I look at what you do is you actually make the business have a strategy when it comes to their digital marketing. And if you have a strategy, like you said, at the end of the quarter, you can say worked, worked, didn't work, worked a little bit, didn't work so much. And you can retool. Whereas if it's just spaghetti against the wall, oop, there's a strand. You don't even know if you can repeat that. That's that's a rando. So I think that, that that's really key to being able to have that strategy. So what advice do you give for people besides hire chasing nectar digital solutions? <laughs> what advice do you well, have for people for creating their strategy? Uh, oh, so um, just understand that like um, you have to know what you're going to do and 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 make a plan against that. So if you want to run Google pay-per-click ads, that's fine, but but know what that ad is intended to do so you have a place to go look and measure to see if it performed. So I would say at least that and set a goal, you know, on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis. So you can say, like like you said, either it performed or it didn't. Um, and the other thing is, is that um, you might want to have a professional look at your creative. <laughs> yes, it, it um, there are certain elements that are absolutely necessary to have good creative and um the world is it's pretty there's a lot of competition out there mm-hmm. so if you're going to actually put money against marketing uh, make sure that the, the what you're presenting represents your brand and um and speaks to the person that needs or wants what you're offering that's awesome so I love this conversation because I think having someone like you in the back pocket is important for all companies. So any last words, anything come to mind for that, you know, growing business person who wants to shake things up and grow their business, anything we haven't covered that you wish everybody out there knew? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, aside from strategy, uh, you know, collaborate with people, you know, if you're on social media and you want to grow your social media, you have to get on there with content that isn't just 
you're selling, selling, selling. Look at me, uh, look know, at me, look at me. Yeah, nobody wants to um, to see that. They want they want to like read your articles. They want to um, be informed um, about something that they're interested in. So they're not really always interested in what you're selling, but they might be interested in your industry and or what you're doing. And then eventually when the time is ripe, They'll um, still be following you when you ask them for a sale and they might be ready for it. Um, so I would say that like, so think, think social media is more of a community place than it is a sales, um, you know, front and, um, and yeah, and, and uh, you know, find somebody that you can work with that like meets with you. I meet with my clients on a weekly basis I have, I've taken on clients that their marketing agencies only see them once a month or even less. So, um, so there are good, there are some good ones out there and there's some others. So just know that like you, you are valuable and what you're doing is definitely worth someone to put some effort behind. Nice. That's how you get results. So what does the future hold for the world of, of, of digital, you know, type solutions out there and the future for Zora Chase? What's next? Well, I will just keep my ear to the, you know, what is it? Ear to the grindstone? Ear, ear to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Nose to the grindstone. Nose to the grindstone. Nose to the grindstone. Ear to the ground. <laughs> ground. Thank you. I'll keep my ear to the ground because digital changes on a daily. And so what I'm saying today might not be relevant tomorrow, but, um, but it's sure fun to find out what it is. Like I'm really excited about connected TV. Um, people are able to now put their uh, TV commercials in front of the right audiences in the right zip codes. And you know, you're getting some effective marketing out of TV, which is typically just a laid back experience. You hope for the best. So we can actually use TV in a very targeted way. So I'm, I'm anticipating doing a little more of that and um, helping people with that and see what, see what's next. Awesome. Well, if people want to find out more about you, they want to find your company. How can they do that? They can go to chasing nectar and C H A S I N G N E C T A R.com. Um, I'm all, I also have a podcast called small, the number two scaled. Ooh, I like that. And small I to might scale. even have someone, you know, on it soon. I think I'm going to be one of the next guests. I think so. I've, I don't know anybody with a better mic. <laughs> <laughs> so check out my podcast. Cause there's a lot of great case studies there. Um, small to scale is all about um, people who are taking a great idea and a great vision and turning it into a venture. So um, check that out too. That'd nice. be fun. Nice. That is awesome. Well, Zora Chase, thank you so much for being my friend in kindergarten, being my co-anchor of the Apache News in high school, and being my friend today. Thank you so much for being here on Making Waves at Sea Level. Likewise. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know what? I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do the show? And I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, who I forgot to thank in the middle of the episode, and that is Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast, and I never could have done this show for seven years if I didn't work with a great editing partner like Podfly Productions. So check them out at podfly.net slash cool things, and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with someone else who's making waves in business, somebody just as cool as Zora Chase. And you're thinking, what? How will you ever find anybody that cool? But we do it every single time 
But in the meantime, go tell your friends about the podcast and flex your business muscles. Make sure that your career ladder is against the correct wall. And while you're out there doing all this work, have some fun. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.